to another episode of Free Basketball Grizzlies Edition. We are presented by the lead sports media. I am your host, Daniel Greer, as always, and we have a good one today. The Grizzlies are coming off a bad loss, but they look like they figured it together. We have Justice Winslow back. There's a lot happening. We have with us today a guy from the Maverick side. We're playing them tonight. It's going to be a very good game. I will have some matchup statistics, some ideas on how I feel like the game's going to go, how I think we win this game. They are right below us in the standing, so this is very crucial. Plus, I just want to beat Luca. Luca's awesome. We dig into a little bit to that. Uh, we also talk a little bit about KP, Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, the matchups uh, that I feel like the Grizzlies can be better at. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the interview. We have with us today Brian Zillum. Woo! We have a good one today. We have a fellow participant on the Locker Room app with myself. He is the co host of the Blue Hardwood with the ever spectacular Lauren Gunn. And he is my fellow wrestling buddy. He is Brian Zelum. What's up, Brian? What's up, man? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Did I say your last name correctly? Uh, close. Well, I said Zelum. Is that right? Zillum. Zillum. That's terrible. My bad. That's I right. tried. I tried. I even asked Brian <laughs> before we start recording, and I wrote it down how you would how it looks. And so I said, uh, yeah, so I said Zelum and it's Xylem. It's like the xylophone, right? You should have just told me that. Uh, I had a biology teacher that called me Phylum. Oh. Yeah, but I think he was doing it as a rib. So I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I will do better uh, getting your, I'm going to say your name 50 times on this. Uh, so one, people get your name right. But two, that I get it right because we talk on a weekly basis. Me and Brian have a show um, every Thursday night, eight o'clock on the locker room app. It is called the the Rumble Room. A lot of fun. Uh, it's about wrestling. So you wrestling nerds out there. I know in Memphis, there are a ton. Uh, please join us. It's a good time. If you haven't downloaded the uh, locker room app, shame on you. As I always say, I have a lot of friends that have gotten on board. And so I love that it's becoming a community on itself. Um, What's your thoughts on the locker room app? We'll give them a, a cheap plug real quick. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. I would say with the kind of unique times that we live in with the pandemic and then folks obviously dealing with weather issues here in Texas, I would have to say I would have never thought I would have had a chance to ask James Weissman a question for you when you had your surgery. I just, <laughs> I would have never thought about like that would be a possibility, although he didn't understand my question, but that's okay. I, I feel bad about that. Uh, I just, you know, having people like Nate Duncan in there, you know, uh, having really high level draft conversations with people in NBA front offices, like me and you have been in there and it's like, whoa, we're having pretty high level conversation here right? where you just really feel uh, out of place. And obviously Friday was a Pretty cool experience where the locker room folks had uh, Udonis Aslam, Bam, uh, Kelly Olenek, uh, Iggy, 
And I mean, it was, it was a party, man. I mean, you don't really get that anywhere else. So I, I'm super glad that we've been fortunate enough to kind of be the guinea pigs of the locker room. And now we're kind of the OGs and maybe one day I'll get a green check, check mark like you. <laughs> That's what's so funny is uh, like Udonis Haslam didn't have the green check mark, but I did uh, with the locker Verified. room. Um, so maybe they're just, uh, he's out of the age limits cause he's older than me. So who knows, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our uh, cheap plug on the uh, locker room app. Please get it. It's very, very good. A lot of fun. Um, but Brian, we do a thing on here that's called clutch time. It's very simple. I ask you questions, you answers could be one an- one word answers, uh, go on about a story. Uh, the funnier, the better. If it's not funny, let's keep it to yourself. Uh, but Brian, okay. are you ready for clutch time? Let's go. All right. The number one question I want to start with today is, do you have a nickname? Um, I think in high school, yeah, I, I was referred as Ziller by one of my high school coaches when I was a freshman and sophomore. I haven't been called that for the longest time. Really in my hometown, everybody thought I didn't have a, la- a first name because everybody just called me Zillum just like that was just my name i was kind of like share i don't think anybody knew i had a first name at all for the longest time especially when you're playing ball like in high school right everybody's usually going to call you your last name anyway so i to this day i think i finally lost the moniker where everybody stops calling me by my last name except one of my good friends in dallas she'll just uh greet me as zillam all the time so uh but as far as the nickname uh probably ziller would be one that probably still sticks. So it's Brian Zillum. Is that right? Yes, that God. is correct. I'm going to nail it. Uh, even though I did say Zillum earlier, even though that was wrong <laughs> too. Uh, Zillum, we're going to get it. All right, first job. Ooh, man. Uh, well, I'll count this as my first job. My parents used to work for the Dallas Morning News, and we used to actually deliver newspapers. That was a very fun experience. And I feel like that's kind of always screwed up my biological clock a little bit, just as far as like my sleeping schedule. Cause when you're waking up and doing that, you're waking up at like one 32 o'clock oh. and then getting back home, usually anywhere, maybe around five or six, give or take. So I've never really been like much of a, I, like, I can't sleep in at all about six or seven hours that's probably the longest I can sleep in unless I'm just, just drained or I'm like really sick. So I've always been able to get up around six or seven and just be fine. I mean, it does suck. I'm always tired, but I'm just, I've come to terms with, as you're getting older, you're always going to be tired. So it's just like, all right, let's just get up. And I, I feel like those days where I do get eight or nine hours of sleep, if that very rare occasion, I'm actually worse. Right. I feel like I'm just, Oh my God. Cause then I can't go to sleep, actually naturally go to sleep the next night. So yeah, that, that, that's how I am. I'm, I'm quick. I need a few hours where I'm good. Um, all right, well, let's keep this thing rolling. Uh, what's your favorite place that you've ever visited? Ooh. Uh, Oh, Malibu. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. I, I just feel like that was like a family vacation. We hit up a couple years ago. It was just like awesome timing. We, uh, same weekend, we, me, the fam, uh, my parents and my younger brother, we were able to catch like the Rangers and the Dodgers in that same weekend, which was really cool. But before we went to the game, 
uh, my wife was like, hey, let's go to Malibu. Let's go check out one of these beaches. And it was one of those beaches where there was like million dollar homes on the side where you could, it had so many windows where you could actually like look through. And I've never seen water that beautiful. And I feel like that was one of the rare occasions, like where you can really turn off your brain for a couple hours. Right. Me, my brother, uh, one of the kiddos, we were just playing with a random beach dog for an hour and it was just a blast. Like we didn't have phones going on. We were just having a good time and I can't wait to eventually go back. Yeah. That's awesome. I've never been there. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, personal favorite sports moment. Is it the Mavs winning the championship? No, it's not. Um, that'll always be special to me, but I, I unfortunately was not there. It, it'll have to be Dirk's last shot. Mm. Dirk's last official basket in an NBA uniform. And you were there. So like, yeah, I was there. We, uh, me and my brother. So we made the rare double uh, header dip because everybody wanted, everybody was going to be at the Dirk's last home game. Right. But I was right. just like, dude, I got to be that. We got to be there for his last game ever. So we did Dallas and it was so dumb that they scheduled his the second to last game at home. And then they had to go to San Antonio the next night. It's like Adam Silver, come on, what are we doing here? Right. Like, what are we doing? So I just, I was praying. It was with about a minute left. I've got it still flagged on my phone. Thank God. But it was just, that was when I was so happy, kind of let out an emotional sports cry. Cause I was just like, thank you. That's all I wanted. Cause I just wanted one more basket to actually see live and take in and of course like spurs were all you know so classy during the whole thing so it was awesome and the fans were too and uh we had some decent seats and yeah i'll always remember that one because that always i will remember specifically like the play like where i was and then um like the the reaction of everybody it, it was awesome that's cool um all right so piggybacking on that one uh your favorite athlete of all time in any sport is it Ooh. Dirk? Yeah, any sport. I, yeah, it would definitely have to be Dirk. Uh, I think if I had to like lean towards anybody else, like as far as baseball, I I love Michael Young. He was on the Rangers. Okay, yeah. He was. I mean, just because he was kind of like a guy who had to obviously work his way up to the system, and then he was just a very team oriented guy i felt like he won a golden glove in every freaking position he had to move to it was it was a great dude yeah no he he was good he was um he was very very underrated all right next one uh favorite sports movie Ooh, sports movie mm. that's a tough one ah man see i haven't seen the uh new one on amazon prime yet I, i've heard that's really good um uh i'm gonna be lame and say uh what's the uh what's the football movie with jamie fox movie with um oh, i'm having a brain fart here uh i don't know let's see can... oh any given any given sunday uh, okay <clears throat> sorry yeah uh, yeah i i shouldn't i should have known that um, all right. Well, uh, favorite movie, like you quote the most, you have a go-to. Um, 
this is going to probably sound lame, but super bad. That's still, I, yep. I feel like that still holds near and dear in my heart. No, that's, that's a very, it's a very good movie. It's, it's very funny. Um, all right, let's keep this thing going. Uh, we have three left. All right. So you do have kids, favorite kids movie you have to watch. Um, you know, with the kiddos being older, I don't have to actually watch like a kid movie, so to speak, but they did convince me to watch enter, enter, uh, enter the spider verse and i was like kind of like so so on that but i was like okay i'm a complete idiot this might be my favorite superhero movie ever because it was awesome <laughs> all right let's talk about food real quick what's your guilty pleasure Ooh, i mean pizza it's gotta be pizza yeah uh is there a go-to are you a cheese guy or are you add you adding something on there everything uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty plain basic i mean I, I all i really needed is a uh, double pepperoni i'm not I, i'm anti double cheese guy because mm. i feel like the the option of extra cheese sounds good in theory but then like if it's not oozing and goozing hot you're just eating like a clump i'm not i'm not for that like i'm, I'm not down with extra cheese who knew that too much cheese is just too much um it is all right let's get to the last one uh what's your since we are a wrestling duo, favorite wrestler as a kid? Ooh, man. It's so hard. Can I be lame and can I have like a fake Mount? Can I do a Mount Rushmore real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But you have to give me your number one. I don't care. You have to give, uh, you have to give me your one. Got, I, need, I need a decision. Okay, fine. Bret Hart. Wow. Not even in my Mount Rushmore. Who is your Mount Rushmore then? We'll just go ahead and add that onto it. I mean, it's got to be Rock, Bret, Bret Hart, got to probably Stone Cold on there, and then four, Ric Flair. Mm, wow. I, um, I, I disagree a little, but I don't want to have time to get into me. The people don't want to hear what I have to say. Uh, but let's get into you a little bit more. We know you do uh, the Blue Hardwood podcast, which is a Mavericks-only uh, podcast, and you do it with Lauren Gunn. Lauren is amazing. I want to have her on at some point ag again, but I didn't want to have too much Mavs and, uh, and both of y'all at the same time. I feel like we could have split that up, and that, so that's what I chose. But uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on. Uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. For sure. So usually Lauren and I are doing maybe two to sh one to two shows a week. Uh, we'll do the live session of the podcast, usually on Sundays, and drop it uh, Sunday night or early Monday morning. And then we have the live locker room show that we do every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And by the way, if you are an NBA fan, we are currently doing a giveaway in our live locker room show tomorrow. Basically, all you have to do is uh, find us on your iTunes, Apple Store for podcasts if you want to just leave a five-star review. Now I need your name and also the date that you're leaving it. Uh, now, sometimes the Apple reviews take a minute to show up. So I would highly recommend doing it ASAP. So what we're doing is we're giving away 200, a $200 MBA store gift card for you to use however you want. We wanted to actually make it uh, more fan-friendly for everybody because not everybody wants to buy Maverick stuff. So if you wanted to buy that jaw Moran or uh, Desmond Bain jersey, we want you to have that opportunity to do so. But uh, we are doing the drawing tomorrow. Now, 
and an additional caveat we we're doing it live tomorrow in the locker room app so you must be present in the locker room app when we do the drawing because if you're not present we draw your name that will suck we'll just have to keep it moving and do the next guy or girl all right so a few things about this one two hundred dollars two hundred okay yep. two hundred dollars well worth your time to one download the locker room app to go download the uh, the Blue Hardwood uh, podcast. Uh, you can find these guys over at Blue Hardwood, all spelled out. Uh, you can actually find their website or their uh, Twitter that way. Uh, but go download their app. Uh, give them a review. Uh, be a nice person. But it helps out everyone, okay? You give, you give their review. You download the locker room app. You learn what the locker room really does. And then you have a chance to win $200. So I I think that's very very fan friendly um and i also think that's a a a great deal so uh, i will be there um and so i don't know i think i've already done my uh, review but if not i will do it today i have a wedding this afternoon so i'm having to hurry up this podcast but um i will do it during the wedding if i haven't done it Um, nice but yeah uh but definitely check out brian uh brian twitter handle uh Easy for me at Brian's own first and last name. Uh, you already called the podcast and co-host Lauren Gunn. She's available at L Gunn. That's L Gunn with four ends. Lauren Gunn. She is amazing. But let's get into the, the Mavericks first. They have had a, uh, a very different season, we'll say. Um, it has not gone the way that the Mavericks fans have loved. Give me an overview of how you feel the season has gone, how you feel about this team. Uh, just give me your thoughts on the uh, the Mavericks here. Roller coaster. If I had to describe it as a theme park ride so far, expectations were up the roof. Everybody had, you know, Luca anointed as potential MVP winner this year. Everybody thought the Mavericks were going to make noise, especially after the play- playoff performance in the bubble. So expectations were high. I think it, you know, a lot of people thought, you know, maybe uh, if everything shaked out great, maybe four or five, there was a lot of changes in the personnel. Uh, we got better in theory on defense, uh, lost uh, Seth Curry for Josh Richardson. So it's like, okay, you know, we're losing a shooter, but we're getting somebody, a better defender. So the plan um, in theory was good. Unfortunately, the ex- execution of adding, you know, getting try- trying to get better defensively just hasn't worked out. And then, of course, I'm not here to make excuses because everybody's going to have to deal with COVID at some point. Other teams have not had to do that. Everybody has to go through injuries. But, I mean, COVID did hit the Mavericks really, really hard. And, you know, their January, you know, stretch was awful, to say the least. They went three and nine. So that's just not good. And it just seemed like, they were in this terrible, awful funk when they were just getting drilled by these teams that are really, I mean, quite frankly, they're better than them right now. I mean, the Jazz are better than the Mavericks. The Suns are clearly better than the Mavericks right now. And it just was like, God, man. And then obviously giving up 150 points to a Warriors team where they didn't have a player above the size at six, seven. I don't know if that was rock bottom this season, but it probably it was probably pretty close. That one hurt the most because it's just like, guys, come on, what are we doing here? And 
they've just really had haven't had enough time to practice. I don't want to say like, you know, the, as an excuse, but I mean, with all these new guys in the lineup, no practice time, people coming back from COVID, people trying to adjust from COVID. Maxi Kleba has kind of explained how difficult it has been for him personally trying to come back from it. And then, you know, uh, me and you are never at this moment. Hopefully we're not going to have to know what that's like. But I mean, just because you're a pro athlete doesn't mean you're going to have to like not adjust to like the challenges, like physically and mentally of like what COVID's going to do to you. And Maxi Kleba finally looks like he's, he's there in shape wise. And, you know, that's great. And there was a crazy stat that came up with Mavs PR. I think it was like sometime late February where it had been like 400 days or something ridiculous like that, where the Mavericks didn't actually have somebody on the injured list, which is like, Jesus, wow. man. Yeah. It was pretty insane, but I, I, I've been an advocate to t- telling not only the audience, but my co-host uh, Lauren Gunn, it's this season you have to just fight you just have to withstand like we this is a football season mentality that you have to hold up and withstand right uh Mm -hmm. you look at the Steelers this past season the NFL they were out the gate shooting they were awesome I think they were like what 10 11 and 0 or something like that and then the wheels fell off you don't want to be like the Steelers right now. Uh, you know, as great as the Jazz have been so far this season, maybe they're like kind of the outlier where they can sustain everything. But I would rather be like a, you know, Bills or Browns where you're like better and they, you know, you're gradually coming back together in the second round or the second half of the season, you know. They're having, Silver hasn't dropped the second part of the schedule yet. So hopefully that's you know, soon, but uh, hopefully there's not any more COVID outbreaks or injuries the Mavericks have to deal with. Uh, and then they, they can kind of hold it together like that. But this season is definitely not a marathon or I'm sorry, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you just have to withstand as much as you can. And last man standing will be the NBA champion in my opinion. Yeah. It's definitely been a crazy season. Um, I said this a, a while back early on this podcast, and if not our other, our free basketball NBA podcast, that teams um, who have, um, that are built between their 10th and their 15th player, those are the stronger teams. Uh, obviously, you have the outliers such as uh, the Lakers and, and the Jazz and, and and teams that, and like the Nets, who have those big superstars. And, and the Jazz really, they don't, but they do. They do have three guys that are really just, uh, just taking that team to another level. But if you see these middling teams, it's that 10th through the 15th guy because most of the time you're having injuries or COVID uh, or just whatever possibly could happen. And that's really what's willing a lot of these teams. Um, and that's what's kind of helped out these Grizzlies is they have not been healthy all year. They've had COVID issues, but I feel like the 10th through the 15th guy, they they've been decent and that's really all you have to be because realistically, a lot of these teams are putting out people that should not even be on the NBA court at times. And so um, I I hope that everybody gets back to getting a little bit healthier as vaccines come, but also the injuries uh, on a shortened season last year and a weird year and uh, coming back to a normal basis. But uh, the Mavericks right now are 10th in the, in the West uh, with a record of 13 and 15, they did go through a bad end of January where they lost six games in a row. Then they finally beat the Hawks, which we hate the Hawks here. So thank you for that. But then, like you said, they did put gave up 147 points to Golden State before they went on a four game win streak. 
they did take a loss before they had to have their games halted. Um, and so now, after a seven days off, hopefully getting people back healthy. I don't know if anyone actually caught uh, or had COVID uh, from this or if it was contact tracing, which I do believe it was. So hopefully everybody got a little healthier. Crazy times down in Dallas with the weather. So now on the upswing, they're going to have a, a, a semi-healthier Memphis team. They did uh, Memphis did play a game the other night, um, and it was not good against Phoenix. Phoenix is just red hot. The Grizzlies got back Justice Winslow, but they also sat a few players to give them a little rest because they had, I think it was five games in seven days, which is nuts. So the, the Grizzlies are not as rested as the Mavericks, but is there rust? I don't know. But uh, but let's get more into the uh, the Mavericks and kind of learn about this from an outsider's uh, view. Who are these? Uh, who are the players that we need to watch? We know about Luca, and we even know about Kristaps Porzingis. But give us some other players that you want us to, that we should pay attention to when they play. Uh, Jalen Brunson, he okay. he'd be the guy I would I would anoint for that category for sure. Uh, he's shot. You know, he was a guy who they had to actually leave at Denver for a while during that uh, COVID stretch, and it sucked. So he missed a few games. And when we previewed the season on the uh, podcast, myself and Lauren, we kind of asked ourselves, you know, are we going to be able to get a little bit more from Jalen Brunson this season? And, you know, this is year three from a guy who played four years at Villanova and he's only played, uh, he's only started obviously like six games this season, uh, 24 games so far this season, but he's, he's looked really good, man. He, he, I think this would be a guy if Memphis was somehow, looking for a point guard in the market, I, I would definitely make a run at Jalen Brunson because I've had so many people reach out to me directly and ask like, hey, Jalen Brunson, is he available? He'd be like a really good uh, starting point guard on a team. He, he just has that grit and grind attitude like a bulldog. And obviously his size is not great. So he's he's six one one uh not quite 200 pounds. He's 190, but he can find a way to get to the basket he has like a kind of old school uh, post-up game where he he's not afraid to actually try to post somebody up uh, if the defender is not like you know obviously six five six six or something like that because he has a nice solid frame but his perimeter shooting this year has been pretty fantastic he's shooting right now 38 percent from three he's getting about 2.8 attempts per game and I, I feel really comfortable at the helm with him because he's had to step up his game a little bit this year because the Mavericks didn't move on from JJ Berea. Mm -hmm. So he's pretty much the second in command, you know, if Luca is on the bench, uh, you know, getting some rest and, you know, if Luca did ever have to miss any type of time, whether it be resting or injury or COVID or whatever, this would be the guy that we would have to look at. And I'd feel pretty comfortable doing so. You, you look at those games last year, Jalen Brunson was starting when Luca was out. He was pretty great. Yeah. I, I've been very impressed with him every time I've seen him on the court. He just looks solid. I don't know if that's a proper way of explaining, you know, who he is. He is a very, very good backup point guard. He can be a, a point guard as he ages and gets a little more mature, a starting point guard in the NBA at some point. But if not, he's a really, really, really good backup point guard and he's just a solid play. He, he's a good player all around. Good, uh, good, good team player. So uh, let's get into uh, kind of how 
are looking, I, I have a lot of the contracts up um, and just kind of sifting through this. I want to talk about this year, but also the future a little bit. So this year, what does your team need to change to actually make your team be a contender, a real legit contender this year? Do you, is there a trade or is there getting some back healthy? Like, what is it that you think? Oh, man, I would love to go back in time and have Dwight Powell not have that like hellacious injury that he had last season because having that pick and roll die big man is just a wrinkle the Mavericks don't have in the offense this year. Uh, Maxi Kaliba can pick and pop a and then uh, Dwight Powell, he's just had games this season where he's had DNPs and I was surprised he came back to the season so early to be quite honest because I, he, he, I believe his, his injury was the end of January and he was ready and starting the season. I was like, Whoa, okay. But you could tell he just was not the same and injuries like that are just going to take time to come back from. It was just, it hasn't, you know, he just hasn't looked the same and Lucas has had to adjust that part of the offense a little bit. I would love to get a big man in there that could rim run the dream Lauren and I are trying to put out there in the universe is I would love to get my hand on, uh, John Collins in uh, Atlanta. I know we don't right. like Atlanta here, but <laughs> I just feel like that would be the perfect player for Luca. And when I'm trying to construct this team, I, I I don't really care how the players ranked amongst like the Twitterverse or if somebody thinks they're a top ten or fifteen player. I'm just trying to put like the best player around the starting lineup in Luca and around the Luca timeline, and just having. KP and John Collins, that's probably not the best defensive big man group, but the amount of chaos offensively that would give a team, that's what I want. I want to go back to the, how the Mavs were last season when they were causing offensive hell for everybody, when they were the number one offensive reigning team in the NBA. I want more of that. And if apparently if John Collins, you know, if Collins is available and if Atlanta's willing to do some business, I, you know, I'm willing to kick the can down the road and say, Hey, I will give you a, a first round pick in whatever year, if I can get John Collins now, now adding Collins this year probably doesn't put them over the top, but that would definitely make them a little bit more competitive. And you probably want to get another three and D guy in the lineup uh, if available as well. And I don't know if that guy's on the market right now, but definitely if I was going to make, like a dream scenario for the Mavericks. I would definitely want Collins to be number one. And if he's not available, maybe some combination of Holmes and maybe former Grizzly Mike Conley, if he's available as like plan B. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know if you're touching Mike Conley for sure, because um, in the future, yes. But I think this year he's probably going to stay. I don't know if they trade him. I think they're what, they, what their hopes are is they – make him happy enough where he will come back on a little bit lesser of a, uh, a contract in the, in the future. And I don't know. I, I, I would love, I, I said it a long time ago, Conley to, um, to Boston as a true point guard for Tatum and Brown and, uh, and swap, just swap uh, Kimball Walker and uh, Mike Conley. But everybody laughed at me until now they wish they uh, would have done that. Uh, all right. So let's, um, I just want to hear one more thing about the Mavericks and we'll kind of get into the Grizzlies and your thoughts are on them. Chris asked Porzingis, um, what's going on with him and does he have to be a very good player for you 
for your team to be good? Oh, man. The Porzingis thing, it's a, it's a decisive subject amongst Mavericks Twitter for sure. Right. And, you know, when you're getting paid over $100 million for contract, obviously the expectations are going to be huge, right? Yeah. There were some games, especially there was that stretch in January where the Mavs played Utah uh, on, like, Wednesday. And then on Friday on national television, he looked really bad, like really, really bad. And I think the problem was Carla was trying to get too cute with the lineup because Porzingis wanted to play the four. And, you know, there were some games where you got away with that, where they were trying to play Porzingis and Willie Cauley sign together. But it was just like, dude, we're getting just annihilated out there. And I think the, the, the theory of not playing KP at the five is, well, we don't want to play KP at the five because then he's going to get beat up against these bigger centers. How many big centers are there in the NBA? There's only so many go bears and beads out there available. Right. So if that's really, if you're worried about four or five games and I, I understand you're truly really trying to like protect his knees and everything like that, just kick that can down. The, you know, we don't have to worry about that right now because KP is so talented, you know, offensively, he should be able to draw somebody out and just cook them like just cook whoever he's going against and, you know, take it from there. Having Maxi Kleba back in the starting lineup, I feel like that's helped him out so much. So Maxi Kleba is been starting at the four and, you know, KP has been at the five, which, which he should be at. And then uh, Kleba is obviously a, a hell of a lot better defender than KP is. So he's been able to take whatever the tougher matchup is, and that's helped him a lot. And I don't want to make excuses for, for the guy, but, you know, I, I want to – out uh josh bow who actually writes for the mass Moneyball website for the sb nation page he had pointed out that porzingis now has had two off seasons in a row where he's had to rehab right this hmm. is a got seven footer who's had to take two off seasons in a row and rehab mind you you know one of the seasons was during a pandemic as well so i mean he's only going to have so much available as for his far as what he can do so he hasn't had time to really work on his game at all so how do you yeah. want a guy to improve his game when he's too busy like trying to take care of his body in rehab where he's not trying to do too much and you know with, with seven footers you know you want to have them treated with tlc flat right. out you you, you want to bubble them you know we've seen careers like yao ming greg Oden, and you know we don't obviously want to see that for pazingas and I, I, you know, you want to see a little bit more, but I, I, I want to say at least the last few games I've seen Carlisle get a little bit more creative on using Porzingis. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was an advocate of, you know, let's get him shut up in the corner a little bit, let him make a nice little corner three to start a game and get a little bit more comfortable. And he's gradually making a corner three here, quarter, a corner three here in a game and it's setting him up, I feel like, confidence-wise, a little bit more for success. And another divisive like, subject matter amongst like Mavs Twitter is everybody thinks Porzingis should post up. All right. But he's, he can't post up. I'm right. sorry. He, he's not. Yeah. So, But the difference is he's not going to be able to do a post move 10 feet away from the basket. But you know what? He's been doing things a lot better when he's about four or five feet away from the basket and capitalizing there. So people have to understand he's not going to be able to just 
bump somebody and just gradually go to the paint and just do a sky hook. That's just not who he is and not something he's going to be able to do just because you're seven, three doesn't mean you're going to be able to have the best post game ever. That's just not within his game. That's, you know, he's more of just a shooter. That's just yeah. who he is. So it's just understanding what he's actually good at, you know, in better situations. And does he need to really be that true second star for the Mavericks to, to win anything? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really think so because I, I think long-term, I don't think he's meant to be the second. I don't, I don't think he's meant to be the second banana. I feel like there, there's another guy out there that that's going to be the true Robin DeLuca. Mm. And I'm okay with that. It does it suck that you're paying this guy over a hundred million dollars and he's not your true number two. Yeah. I mean, but that's sometimes that's the price of poker. Sometimes if you're going right. to really have this triage of really good players, you're going to have to pay them really big money. These, these guys don't grow on trees. And then if you look at it in principle, when they made the Porzingis trade, I mean, who really looks better for that trade right now? I mean, you know, the Knicks yeah. gave up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke. And yes, they technically had the Mavs pick this year, which is, you know, a, a semi-high lottery pick based on their scheduling. But if the Mavericks get their wheels back on, then they really gave up Porzingis for a pick in the 20s right. and then another pick down the road. Yeah, that, that's the thing is if KP can be what he should be or just a, a, a you know, honestly, a, a 20 and 25 and five, I, I think that all of, um, you know, the the Dallas, the Mavericks fan base would be happy with that because it'd be some consistency. His issue is his consistency has not been there at all this year. And that's what I've kind of looked into the numbers on him. And it's been a drain on Luca, it seems. Um, and so I know that um, he's kind of had a, a very spectacular season. He was voted in as being an all-star our all-star starter, easy for me to say. Uh, but Luca has been uh, – he's been amazing. And, and as good as we all thought here in Memphis he could be, and that's who was our number one on our board if we were going to get that pick uh, that year. And um, we definitely had him higher, much higher up than Trey Young for sure. And so a lot of people are kicking themselves for not getting Luca. Uh, but we feel good about our picks in that draft and, and, and obviously the John Morant pick later on. Uh, but let's get into uh, a little bit about this matchup. Um, I was going to dig into our players, but I feel like we do that all the time. And it's always the same thing over and over again. So I want to dig into this matchup a little bit. And you were talking a lot about uh, KP and being in the post and being out and shooting the three. I don't know if, if you know much about our team. I've studied your team a little bit just because I knew I was going to record with you, but who do you think might guard uh, Chris Dats Porzingis? Uh, do you think our center and Jonas Valanciunas, or do you think we'll have a, a four guard him? You know, what are your thoughts? I'd probably, I'd probably say the four, I, I presume, because I don't, I don't know if they want uh, Valanciunas out there in the perimeter trying to guard KP, because that might be a right. nightmare for you guys. That's what, that's what I was thinking is if, if Brandon Clark, who who should be back, he was resting his calf on that game against Phoenix the other night, who is legitimately was just taking a game off. They they, they was a scheduled loss, uh, a hot Phoenix team. Hard to beat them if you have all your guns, let alone half your team. So my thoughts on that is um, the Grizzlies will start Brandon Clark, who is our, our, our four on our team, and JV will play on Maxi Kleba. Um, and I think you think that – do you feel c good about that matchup? Yeah, I feel pretty good. 
I think, especially with the Mavericks coming off this, or you know, coming up on this game a, a week off with some fresh legs, I'm I'm hopeful KP will have you know a little bit more energy and a, and a more giddy up than normal because it, it's funny these games. Car, uh, Porzingis has actually been playing better. He had spoken up to the coaching staff and requested, hey, you know, can I actually play some longer stretches here? Because I feel like when I'm playing stretches, those longer stretches, uh, you know, eight, nine minutes, as opposed to, you know, playing five minutes and then, you know, get that normal rest. I feel like I'm, I'm a, in a better, you know, I, he just feels like he's getting a better um, swing of things, especially during the offense. So I, I, I'll, I'll take AB in that matchup. See, and that's the other thing about um, my side of the, where the Grizzlies are. I feel um, I feel great about that um, matchup as well. Um, I would say that I like Brandon Clark on KP, um, and just because of the simple fact that Brandon Clark can guard the three point line if he needs to, but also he has the uh, ability to you know be a little bit long uh, to guard KP. And so the the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most um, is probably Jonas Valanciunas. There's nobody on this team that can guard Jonas Valanciunas, in my opinion. Um, and that's Chris Porzingis would be absolutely just he would get just back down to the basket and he would have to foul. I would think Jonas because Jonas is an absolute brawler. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit of Willie Cauley Stein in this game just because um, you yeah. know he, he's he's bigger. And he can kind of play on um, on JV a little bit more than than some players can on this team because Maxi Kleba is is very much oversized. Uh, the only thing is, is do you take you know with JV his defense is is, is average, which is good. Um, he can't guard on the perimeter as well, and so how you take advantage of that is the is the bonus for the Mavericks, but also for the Grizzlies. Having him in the post, JV in the post, is going to be an absolute nightmare for the Mavericks if they cannot get the right people on him, or have or feel comfortable with having someone play on him that they really like. So, I think that's going to be one of the matchups of the game. Um, and another another one um, is Luca. Luca scores on everyone, and that's and that's great. I, I love Luca. I love watching him play. He's one of my top three players to watch in this league. Um, him and Steph are. Pr- probably my one, two jaw, you know, three. Um, and so just in that order, probably. Uh, but Luca, I believe will be guarded uh, by uh, Kyle Anderson. Hmm. And Kyle Anderson is a former spur. Um, and he's had probably one of the best season, his probably his best season overall um, as a player. And if, if I had a vote, he would definitely be in my top three for most improved players this year. But I think, Kyle Anderson is he's called slow-mo for a reason. Luca is very slow, deliberate, has a European style. Kyle Anderson is a lot like that. Doesn't have the European, you know, kind of flair to it. Uh, but he's definitely slow and meticulous and, and very deliberate on his moves. Um, and so I don't know how much you know about you know, Kyle Anderson or not, but uh, do you think that's a good matchup for Luca, or do you think that is just uh, you know we don't know until we see? Because I, I'm just throwing that out there. I think that would be the matchup. That's who I would put on Luca if I had to. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be a mark here, and I'll always say Luca just because he's been freaking phenomenal this year. 
I, I thought maybe Memphis would kind of throw a wave of people on Luca. It, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you see a little Desmond Bain on Luca at, in some stretches. No, I you don't think not. so. No, no, that's so with the Grizzlies, they, they, they pretty much switch almost everything. Mm. Um, I do believe that that Kyle Anderson will be on um, on Luca because if you're looking at you know what the Grizzlies have, um, they're going to have Ja Morant, which that's their issue is who to put Ja Morant on. And so in, in this figure, you know I, I don't know who you put him on, but if I had to choose, um, you could always go Richardson if you wanted to. Oh yeah, um, I. I I, that's who I would probably because I don't know the height of Richardson. I'm trying to pull it. He's six five, um, and and um, Moran is six two. Uh, y'all are a pretty big sized team because uh, Dorian Finney Smith is six seven. So um, I don't know if if uh, Grayson Allen comes back and he if he's a starting two guard. Dylan Brooks he'll probably be on Luca a little bit. So it'll be a little bit of Kyle Anderson, a little bit of Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks fouls too much, I feel like, um, for guarding someone like Luca. But I think down the stretch, you, you're going to see a lot of Kyle Anderson on him. But as you said, yeah, I think it will be a, a lot of different players guarding him because they switch so much. Um, but I think that will be a fun matchup to watch because uh, Luca is so good and so deliberate at a lot of his, uh, his, his actions that he does. Uh, but a few stats to get into. Uh, the points per game, the Grizzlies and the, and the Mavericks are both middling. Uh, they mm-hmm. you know, give up 112 and 111. Um, and so the opponents per games, 114, 112. So they're all right there next to each other. Um, the biggest thing to watch is the first half. Uh, the Mavericks are more of a first half team than a second half team. And the Grizzlies are not. The Grizzlies, um, they're ranked fifth worst in giving up the opponents points per game in the first quarter. Um, and then uh, in the second quarter, the Grizzlies are the are the 28th overall. So they're they're almost last uh, in how many points per game they get. They get they score in the second quarter. So I feel like this is a if you're if you're looking at betting odds, take the Mavericks in the first half. Um, I don't know what the number would be, but definitely take the Mavericks in the first half. Um, but I think this is going to be a game that is about Luca. If Luca can will them a win to win then i think that's how this goes if jv and uh, supporting cast can can dig in a little bit in the paint uh then i feel like this is definitely a game for the grizzlies because um offensive rebound numbers the mavericks aren't very good they're not very good at rebounding in general um and the grizzlies are uh, they're fourth in the they're fourth in the uh, nba in offensive rebounding um and they um and they do give some offensive rebounds up as well because they are kind of lazy and they do switch a lot but that doesn't mean that the that dallas will be all of a sudden an offensive rebounding team so i feel like that benefits the grizzlies um and one thing that kind of does come in play is the mavericks don't turn the ball over a whole lot and the grizzlies uh they they have in the past um they're not terrible at it they are the number one team in the league uh for steals and so it's who wills their team to win. Is it the Grizzlies who can actually try to turn the ball over a little bit to the Mavericks um, and where they're not used to turning the ball over? I, I think that's where this all comes down to. But in the end, I think it's a JV game um, and a, and a Luka game. And I think um, whoever really 
can will their team to win the most um, is where this comes down to because of the way the numbers stack up, man. It, it's just crazy to me uh, that that's how it is. So, um, so I got one more question for you. I offered you a long time ago, back before the season started, a trade that involved Jonas Valanciunas, and you laughed at me. Do you feel bad for that? Hindsight now, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I do. Refresh my memory. What was the uh, proposal? Man, I couldn't tell you what it was. Uh, I just remember it was. Um, um, I think I cannot remember. I know it was Jonas, and he's not getting paid tons. Um, I think he's like fifteen or sixteen, so it's probably him and two people, uh, two people coming back, two young players for, um, for the Mavericks. I'm not sure. It might've been a three team deal, but either way, I feel like it was a, a decent trade and I love JV, but I think the my main thing was like a player that y'all need is a big man that can kind of establish the paint. Uh, but also, you know, and give somebody that you can throw to as such as Luca, uh, kind of take some eyes off of him. And you, you were saying that y'all didn't want anybody to clog up the paint um, for that style of offense. So I disagree. And I, I don't know if you've seen a lot of JV and, um, and, and play this year, but I think you're going to love him because he is really what I think the Mavericks really need. They need a guy who can just kind of handle the paint and handle the big man. And he, he's a very good screener. And, uh, and he's really what helps out John Morant um, and, and how he facilitates the offense. But, uh, but let's, uh, let's kind of get predictions on the game. Uh, my first prediction I'm going to give is if the o- over is 230 or less on betting, you want to hit the over uh, because both of these teams give up a lot of points. Uh, both of these teams do, can score. And because of that, I do believe this is an over 230. I'd even go to 235 more than likely uh, because I think both teams are on the race to 120. Um, the first team to 120, I think, wins. And so that's where I, I kind of see this. But uh, where do you see the game going uh, with these two teams? Um, Monday night, you'll hear this on Monday. So we'll come out before, uh, before Brian's show at noon, uh, noon Central. Uh, on the locker room app, but Brian, give us your predictions for the game Monday night. I will say the Mavericks win a close one, one thirteen to one oh nine. And fun fact: so the Mavericks this season against the spread are eleven and seventeen overall. So that's 29th ranked against NBA teams uh, this season as far as uh, against the spread. So whatever the spread is. Go Grizzlies because the Mavericks do not cover spreads at all. <laughs> so if the Mavericks are fat because something's going to be crazy. I, the Mavericks are going to be favored by seven to eight points. I bet you in this no game. Way. I bet, man. I they were Vegas gave them ten points versus the Timberwolves, and I was like, nope, nope, no Memphis. I know the Timberwolves are bad, but the Mavericks do not cover. I will always bet against the Ma- this Mavericks team this season because they do not cover as far as just like an overall point spread. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Um, I would almost say that there's probably going to be like a four point somewhere. Um, I don't I don't know. The, the odds have not come out yet. So when you get this, um, know that we are in the dark. Uh, this We were recording this on Sunday, like you said earlier, but uh, we are very much not knowledgeable of the lines at all. Uh, so I would say it's a four point 
uh, edge to the Mavericks because they've been off. Uh, but I think the, uh, the over under is like two thirty two, Um, and so I think that the over hits, uh, I would definitely smash that. And, uh, I think this is a grizzly win. I, I think they take this outright. Um, give me the points, give me the money line. Uh, just because I feel like we have enough people to defend Luca. And if we can somehow, uh, control the three-point line with with these uh, Mavericks they're shooting which can be good Hardaway can shoot the ball very well we've given up a lot of threes we're probably one of the worst teams if not the worst teams on giving up three-pointers um, three-pointer makes really and so I believe that if we can control the three-point line um, and after giving our guys some rest I think this is a Grizzlies win so give me the points give me the over um, but that's all we have, man, this week. Um, it, I know we dug in a lot to the Mavericks and uh, we talked about the matchup a little bit, but we want to give you a little bit of, you know, the outsider's view uh, kind of of this team, but also of their team. So we can get to know them more. If you're listening to this before the game, uh, that way you get a chance to know uh, kind of what Brian's thinking. But also um, he speaks for all of Mavericks uh, fan base, uh, they, they are a different crew. They, they make trades every day on Twitter because now that I follow All Brian and <laughs> Lauren, yeah, their, their entire fan base make, make trades and they want John Collins. And, um, I, that would be a great, great get for them. Um, I would give up probably anything to get him, uh, even Tim Hardaway. Uh, if you want to take Chris Stath Porzingis off our hands for con, uh, for Collins, eh, great. Just throw in somebody else. Good. Throw in a Cam Reddish. <laughs> and I think you're actually. Uh, golden with that uh but making the money work i have no clue how that works but yeah um, but anyway uh but uh let's get out of here uh brian anything else you want to plug or anything else you got to say uh, about your mavericks no i think that we hit on a lot of stuff uh thanks for having me really appreciate it yeah man always a good time uh just remember go to the locker room app they do their thing 12 o'clock central on monday the 22nd of february don't miss it give reviews follow blue hardwood at blue hardwood on twitter um like we said earlier lauren she's the best brian as always he is my favorite person um we we do the wrestling show together and so we get to talk uh, on a weekly basis so it's a lot of good time uh, for us. But thank you again, Brian, for hanging out with us and go Grizz. Thank you once again to Brian. Uh, he, he's a, he's a close friend of mine that I've found over the quarantine. Uh, just a period of life that we've been going through this pandemic. It's been weird. Uh, and, and finding and meeting up with people over the locker room. And I honestly, I've never met him. Uh, but we became pretty close. We talk on a daily basis. Um, it's mainly wrestling, so don't get uh, so don't dig in too much about it. This is not much of our lives. We we know probably very little about our personal lives. But I know he has a family. I have a family. Uh, that's where we connect on, as well as wrestling and basketball. So um, so thanks again to him, and shout out to what they're doing on the Blue Hardwood. Um, they're they're doing it, man. Uh, we know a lot about his statistics and downloads as well he knows about ours and how well we're doing as well so uh we're both kind of rocking at the moment and so shout out to them if you like Mavs if you like Luca go listen to them uh subscribe you know rate review if, if you're going to check out their giveaway go give them a review why not it's free to do it just for a chance to win some cash so 
Uh, but yeah, love Brian. Love what they're doing. Um, always a good time. But uh, but let's talk a little bit of Grizzlies. Uh, they are uh, opening up with a line if you're betting of four and a half. They're getting four and a half. And as I told you, the over under smash the over under hitting the over. It's at two thirty one and a half at MGM. Uh, you can probably find it other places, but as I told you. 230 getting to 115 is should be a given with both of these teams and that's 230 right there so if you if you feel com- confident in the extra point and a half as i do i, I would hit it if you want to uh tease the line down just a point or two to get it at 230 that's cool too but i think it's going to be a, a kind of a 120 to 115 type game uh i think it's going to have to get up there but i feel good about this matchup um my my big thing and big takeaway, as I talked about earlier, it's about the big men. They don't have any. We have two, maybe three. I consider Brandon Clark a, a big man because he is for us. He's kind of a hybrid because he can do a little bit of everything, but the guy is in the paint. We will live in the paint with them. They're not big. John Morant will absolutely get two. The free throw line in this game, I feel like, because Luka will as well. But I think he will get to the paint, and I think he'll tear it up. But also JV, he's going to be able to back down anybody he wants to. They might go to his zone, but but Rick Carlisle does not like going to his zone very often. So we'll see how it goes. Um, they're not a big blocking team. So I feel confident in Jog getting to the front of the rim. And I don't think they're going to be able to get up there and block him. I just don't. Um, and so Brandon Clark living with his floater in the middle. I think this is a perfect matchup for the Grizzlies. We, I, Looking right now that Dylan Brooks will be out for the game, that's okay. That just says that Grayson Allen will play in the two spot and starting two spot and also allow that Kyle Anderson to play along Brandon Clark. I feel confident everybody's switching onto Kristaps Porzingis as well as Luka. So I know Luka's going to cook. We know Luka's going to cook. That's just a given. He can get 40, but the rest of the team can't make up for the rest. As long as Kristaps Porzingis does not go off from the three-point line, I feel like we got a shot to win this. Because even if uh, Luka puts up 40, there's nobody else on this team that can really kill us um, on a night in night out basis if they get hot that's the difference but we got to make sure we run them off the three-point line Tim Hardaway likes to spot up and shoot uh, and so we we I feel confident about this because what we have on this team is very good Justice Winslow as he showed against Devin Booker his first game back in almost two years he was in front of Devin Booker most of the time I feel confident in him playing against Luca. Justice Winslow can go play against KP. I just like the matchup a lot, and I feel like this is a winnable game. If you're getting four and a half on a team that you feel like you can beat, I would go ahead and grab that. That line might move. So when you're looking at game time, if you're a betting person, the line could be two and a half. Uh, so go ahead and grab well, it's four and a half if you like the Grizzlies there. 230, 231.5 is the over-under. I think this is a two, 238 game. I really do. 
I think it's going to be right around there, 235, 238, just because neither team is really just going to stop you, and they like shooting threes, so they're going to just you know throw them up because that's what people do against us. But I do like the matchup, and I, I, I love that there's – what I see through my friend, through meeting Brian and Lauren and some other people with Mavs Twitter, they're good people. Uh, so – I wish nothing, nothing at all but the best for them, um, except for tonight when you're hearing this, hit hard against Luca, Make him mad. Get him frustrated. That's what we need to happen tonight. Play good defense against Luca. Make sure that KP doesn't beat us along the three-point line, and I think we're golden tonight. Let JV go to work. Let that big man work. And I like our odds, but... Tonight, 7.30 Central against Dallas. Uh, it's on the road. So we are playing in Dallas, but I don't think there's any ro- road um, disadvantage right now with, with the home crowds. So I, I like us right there. But then we do have two days off, and I'm guessing that's why we're sitting Dylan Brooks a little bit, just to kind of give him some rest throughout the season. Uh, he might be um, dealing with some nagging injuries. But we go two days off, and then we go play – at back at home against the Clippers, a double dip Thursday at seven o'clock, and then on the twenty sixth, the next night, Friday, seven o'clock, at home again against the Clippers. So that's a back to back against the same team. Who knows? They're probably going to rest some people one game, not one game. I, as a betting person, I'm not touching either game because those are weird and those are weird uh, matchups and. You never know, as we saw last night, uh, PG went off, but his minutes are restricted. Who knows what's going on with that? Kawhi um, did his normal Kawhi stuff. He's, he's always uh, clutch. He's always good. So uh, wouldn't touch those, but I, I feel like we could definitely take one from them as a Grizzlies fan. And then on the, rock, on the road to the Rockets, the Sunday night, 7 o'clock. It's a late game, but... We owe the Rockets. They uh, they beat us pretty bad last time. There's a lot swirling around with DeMarcus Cousins, so who knows what's going on with that. But I do feel like we we owe the Rockets one. And so that 7, that seven o'clock game uh, next Sunday night, uh, we, we definitely could take that. And that's the last game of uh, February. So here comes, uh, here comes March pretty quickly, March Madness, and then the flip of the schedule with All-Star break and all that. So there's a lot going on, and I feel confident in this team. We're getting back healthy. I'm hoping Jaron kind of shows up on the questionable report. Um, it was weird seeing that with Justice, but man, it was it was nice seeing him back on the court. Uh, so kudos to him for working out so hard and getting back to where he was. But but that's really all we have this week. <clears throat> it was fun. We talked a lot about Brian. We learned a little bit about him, but also about the Mavericks. So I hope you're excited to watch that. If you have a chance, get in the locker room today, noon, noon, noon Central. Get the locker room out. Go get them a rating review early. Get in there. Win a prize. Win $200 to the NBA uh, store. But but as you all know, we try to get out here with something positive. And I have just one word. Grit. I think this team resembles grit. They're not probably the most talented, the best every night. But they definitely do play with you know their heart. As a, as a Grizzlies fan, we all know the all heart. Grit crime. Grit is a word that I love. Uh, The definition, to have the drive, stamina, and determination to push through any challenge or obstacle thrown your way until you succeed. I don't think we needed a quote this week. I think we needed that. And this team 
exemplifies that. Once again, to have the drive, stamina, and determination to push through any challenge or obstacle thrown your way until you succeed. If we could all live our lives with a little bit more grit, we'd be well off. Well off. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, well, that's all we have this week. Enjoy the week. Kill it. Be nice and tell your friends.